thumbs up everybody a big thumbs up from Adelaide South Australia and from far north Queensland we welcome all of our listeners uh, hope you guys aren't too hot and you know I hope you enjoy this this segment and everything that it might bring as Skeletor approached the front entrance of the nocturnal village I could see the amazing guard towers we'd just erected out of bamboo earlier that morning. At the top of the poorly made tower was Fuzzburn, precariously balancing on a flimsy piece of wet cardboard. Raph's Vickers machine gun strapped to his broken legs. As I pulled up to the front entrance past the barbed wire, I felt so proud. Proud that I dropped some gas in my gas chambers. I then lit my cigarette, Horizon 25s, and I caused a minor explosion. Being an ongoing victim of soot, I wasn't too worried. As I drove past Fuzzburn in the rubbish guard tower, I noticed he was asleep. I stopped and threw some abuse his way to wake up the broken-legged rubbish gimp. He was supposed to be watching out for the nocturnal village, but he'd fallen asleep watching Countdown again. I've broken his legs to keep him up there, but he just complained that he was passing out from the pain. Whatever rat feces had wanted, rat feces had got. And that's what happens when you dance with the devil and disobey the essential reptile. Not listening to what men do when they're driven to the depths of despair and victorious belching. We turned the nocturnal village into a compound. We'd been forced to set up cyclone wire fencing, guard towers with machine guns, razor wire and video cameras for the following reasons, and I'll list them here in non-alphabetical order. There had been multiple attacks by gnomes and gold-faced pizza men after we dropped acid for 48 hours. We had to be on guard. We had to be ready. Cops visited us five times in a day, claiming they'd heard screaming, machine gunning and someone playing tricks on the devil. But we just said, hey guys, it's just butterflies, which they believed somehow and took off. Seeing the Danish hippies had successfully created an untouchable event, Christina and I Christina Aguilera, that is, who was just a teenager at the time, opened a shop called Pantoon Bombs. We sold uh, Pantoon, Pantene hair gel, pantaloons, and bombs. Fuzzburn, this is another bullet point, by the way. Fuzzburn had been escaping to wash and claimed that I wasn't beating him up. Hmm. Interesting point. And next, we had a wave of doll-bludging hippies set up 10 cities on the back block of Nocturnal Village. And they had got all of their tents, apparently, from Ray's Tent Village. Ray's Tent City, I mean, sure. So you can be guaranteed on the right on the money that we took a little firebombing visit to Ray's Tent City late in the night. And you may remember the Raised Ten City rap song on the ad. Well, the next day he released a rap song saying, 
Oh god, my shop's school gone. Burned down by some blokes. <clears throat> Which turned out to be a number one hit on Countdown. And also on Casey Kasem's American Top 40. And so that was pretty good. But these guys pretty much thought we were having Sunbury Pete Part 2. Sunbury Pete was a, a guy that we knew who used to breed bull terriers. And uh, he also had a collection of Star Wars collectibles. So that's what we called Sunbury Pete. And he told us that he, he didn't like hippies either. So we teamed up and we called ourselves the Hoverboys. And our theme song was by the Screaming Jets and Kate Sombrano, which one of our friends uh, mixed together on a reel-to-reel tape. And we'd had enough of it. We just had enough. And it was time to lock out the world and create for ourselves an artificial night and keep ourselves safe by keeping the mongrels out and the gnomes in. And also helping us keep the winners in particularly the herd of camels, wombats and bunnies we've been breeding for slaughter. Our little furries, we call them, on the mammal team. Mammals versus lizards. It's pretty much always been the way. Now, in this kind of terror palace, we had, had to have some rules. And these were, you might, uh, what, what were the rules? Glad you asked. Well, the show Hogan's Heroes was pretty good, wasn't it? So the business name for the Nocturnal Village Prison was aptly titled Bogan's Heroes. We'd also watched the movie King Rat, which gave us a real lot of motivation and a good idea about how to manipulate pig dogs into peace and ruin everything for everyone. Bogan's Heroes Chieftains. I've written a list here and I can't remember what it's about. Oh, these were the groupings. Okay, so here are some groupings of terrorists and mung dogs who'd lived in the nocturnal village. And for ease of reference, I put them into groups. And I do that because the hardest thing is each time you meet someone having to remember who they are. Like I'll go around to my mum's house and I look up my uh, journal from primary school and high school and then I'm like, oh right, that's my mum. But that's, you think of all the hundreds of people you know and it just gets uh, too confusing. So I just put people into groups. So here are the groups I put them in. Uh, group one, Bogan's Heroes Chieftains. So me and Cold Iron were top dogs and we arm wrestled shirtless every hour in front of news cameras to work out, well not news cameras, when the Channel 7 news was on, we arm wrestled in front of it so it looked like we were on the news. And we'd work out who'd be able to beat the boat people up if we caught them on the shores or at St Kilda Beach or whatever. And this worked really well but we just did our own thing so whatever. Life be in it, right? Um, group 2, the Boring Gits Alliance. This contains the smart but useless and nothing people who would just pick up and throw computer parts at. This included the inventor, Steve Stevenson, Phil Stein, Keith Reagan and Tense Pump, Test Pump 34, nicknamed Test Pump 34. Uh, the third group was Violent Crims, aka Bogan Alliance. We'd have to remain friendly with these animals 
If we didn't, we'd be taming them with beer and Daryl Cotton wind cheaters. This included Johnny Widdishan, Rabbit the Hate Yabby, Bob Beatty and Razor Patchwork. The usual suspects or usual dickheads in more colloquial terms. And last but not least, or maybe least perhaps, Peter Paradox, Damo the Tripper, Byron Slazenger, Percy Honky, The Prism, and Barry Synergen. Doesn't live there, but hangs out there regularly, arriving in his hang glider from time to time. Fuzzburn is so, this guy is so pathetic, he just floats between each group like a ningba, lighting fires, eating scraps of petrol pizza. Each grouping should have their own block with all meeting in the communal spaces, saloon, town hall, video room, and snack room. After Bob Beatty broke the television, Solomon's sharehouse invested in a game of Twister. Nightly games lead to bashings and broken limbs until the entire charade was stopped when mid-game Fuzzburn had a horrendous attack of diarrhoea. And that was that. And that was that. That was that.